Welcome to The Real Deal, the podcast where we have honest conversations about leadership, mindset, and real estate with first gens. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and I'm a first gen myself. In this podcast, I'll share with you my journey, my challenges, my successes, and my failures. I'll also interview other first gens who are making an impact in the leadership and real estate industry and beyond. Whether you're a first gen or not, you'll find valuable insights, tips, and inspiration in this podcast. So sit back and enjoy the real deal. Let me introduce this inspiring guest. Her name is Jahira Camposano. And Jahira is the investor relations partner of Blackbridge Capital. And she serves as a crucial link between the partners and their investors, fostering transparent relationships and ensuring effective communication throughout their investment journey. I was so inspired when she shared her philanthropy aspirations. And I'm just, I'm happy that she's here so that she can share with you guys more about who she is, her background, and just tell us a little bit more of what she does and why she loves what she's doing. Jahara, I'll just open it up to you. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so like Wendy said, I do investor relations for Blackbird Capital Partners. Um, very excited to be with a group of people that are just striving for the best every day, right? Uh, she mentioned a little bit of like my dreams of philanthropy, which are to just create um, and give back really. Uh, the goal is I have this whole image in my head. I would like to one day buy a big plot of land and build upon tiny homes on there. Uh, it is for children that are aging out of the foster care system. Um, yeah. So that's an ongoing plan and ongoing aspiration to buy. Uh, and, you know, I'm using multifamily to get there, right? The multifamily is my vehicle because there there's just no greater way that I've come across, you know? I have done social work for quite some time now. Um, I have a little background in the paralegal field and I've always just gone towards wanting to help other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my partner, he, he was really into finding out other avenues to build our wealth. And he came across at first wholesaling, um, and that just, that was a lot to learn on its own, but we decided, you know, that might be the key, right? Mm -hmm. And then fast forward a couple months later, we, I'm sure if anyone, if ever, anyone who hears this podcast knows what MFM is, you know, we, we saw one of Tyler's posts and we just had to like go, right? There was something that was different about what Tyler was saying. Um, and it, it felt so attainable. So we went to the first meeting even more so we needed to know more. So we took the plunge and we did the three-day event and, you know, we made a commitment, um, a commitment to MFM, but also a commitment to ourselves that this was exactly what we needed and what we wanted to do with our lives to, to really, you know, really get to our goals, get to what our dreams are. Um, you know, we're passionate about helping other people and we want to not only close the gap between being a first generation American here 
in the United States, it's it's different for us. And and when you me and you have had that conversation, there's an expectation for us, yeah. right? There's an expectation for greater things. And you feel that immense pressure, but no one tells you or gives you the tools besides kind of you know, like you have to go to college and you have to like pick between two careers. You're either an attorney or you're a doctor, and that's like you know, you're in the medical field or in the law field, and that's what you should be doing to build wealth and be well off. And not not like wealth where you have an abundance of wealth, but just enough to survive. Because that's what our parents wanted for us. They wanted us to be able to take care of ourselves and that they felt okay that we would be okay. Right. So, you know, there's this immense pressure. And we, me and my partner, we went the typical routes. Uh, you know, me more typical than him. Uh, I would say he's, he's very, art, he's artistic. And he, he was allowed, he had parents that really kind of, you know, were the wing, were the wind under his wings. They fostered that. Whereas my parents were very, well, my father was going to be a doctor. So in his mind, that was, mm -hmm. that was exactly what we needed to do to be successful. And, you know, I think it, it kind of hindered maybe creativity that I had early on in my life because my mind kind of just went to, I have to be successful in these two fields or it just, it wasn't going to work out. Um, but now that I've, I'm older, now that I see that there's more options, now that I can see that there's really knowledge out there that you can grasp and, and make something of yourself. And even more so, like you're not limited. Right. You're really not. And yeah. With multifamily, it's just like a whole new world that really just opens your eyes to the possibilities of creating wealth, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's being an active investor or whether that's being a passive investor, you truly, you can make wealth in so many different ways um, that can really lead you to where you, you want to go in life, um, your right. dreams, per yeah. se, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that awesome, awesome intro. We had a conversation yesterday, and I think that this is just going to be a continuation of a topic that we were discussing last night with someone that we met via networking call, and it's taking manageable steps towards your goals. Right? We're all yeah. here. We all get excited, and when we see something that's like that shiny object, we all want to get into our first deal, right? Yeah. How are you managing and breaking down your goals into manageable steps? So yeah, I guess the first thing is being able to identify really what that goal is. You want to be able to, you know, be like, all right, this is my goal. This is what I want to get. And I, and I really, and I, I want to say it's, you have to look at your big goal, but then you have to start looking at the small goals, like those little kind of like checkpoints to get there um for instance i i read in a book and reading is a big part of it right we we want to continue growing our education and just fostering that knowledge but in the book that i came across uh they state like you know if you're going to go to a networking event like your goal you should go there with a goal you're not just going to a networking event to network because then that's not you're going to go and probably shake some people's hands give some people your business card and you didn't really you don't know if you did anything out of that. You didn't get anything out of it. Um, whereas if you go with an intention, right, you're saying, I want to meet a person that, that I place a value on. Um, and also, maybe you go and you're someone who can give value where you're making connections with people. 
Uh, so again, just to kind of refer back to the book, uh, an example was if you go and for some reason you're talking to someone that that person has really can't do much for you, but you know, you still want to pay attention. You don't want to like tap out of that conversation. You want to listen to what they're saying, what they're giving, what they're offering. And then, you know, you bump into someone else and they're looking for what that they're looking for what that other person is offering. You now can make that connection for them. You're adding value because you're not connecting. You're solving someone else's problem. And that makes you invaluable to people because they know, okay, if I need someone, I could come to you. And you don't ever know where that connection can lead to. Because in turn, they could also think, well, I remember they're in investor relations and they do multifamily and they're, you know, they're looking to raise capital and they're looking to foster these connections. Maybe I have someone in my back pocket, in my playbook that can be perfect for them. Yeah. So to just kind of go back to the manual and putting in, you know, just those checkpoints, it's if my goal is to get to a deal, mm -hmm. you know, I want to take a look at what do I need to get to that deal? One, I, I'm going to need to start talking to sponsors, right? I need, I need to make those connections with sponsors because they're the ones that are really going to kind of like guide you to that threshold. Yeah. To say, uh, I want to start making connections and making those soft commitments with investors. Right. And your first conversation with an investor shouldn't be like, hey, how much are you looking to invest? No, it should really be to get to know them because you want to make sure that whatever deal comes across your table, mm -hmm. you're going to match them to investors. You're not just going to look for every investor in your pocket and be like, you know, give everyone this deal no because they're going to look at you like well this isn't what i asked for and this isn't what i need you really want to get to know your investors so that if a deal comes across and it mm -hmm. matches and it kind of you know there's that those key points where they're looking for certain properties they're at certain capacity mm -hmm. they meet the financial requirements that your investors are looking for, then you're going to want to give them that deal and be like, hey, this is the deal I have. This is I'm presenting to the CEO. I think that this is the deal that would work for you. Yeah, right. Then those soft commitments become now like hard commitments, right? They're not afraid to go. And now you're bringing them a deal that makes sense to them. In turn, that's only going to solidify your relationship even more. Right. So right. I like what you just said about getting to know your investor first. It's all about building the right relationships because you don't want to go and start business with someone who just doesn't match what your business is and how you're trying to help them ultimately the, the goal yeah and at the end of the day you know in multifamily like how you keep your promises what you what you present to this community like they're 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 going to take note right and if you are just someone who's being willy-nilly and just not really doing what you're saying you're going to do or <laughs> not, you know, not not presenting, you know, you're presenting them just anything, right. they may look at you kind of like, oh, this person's not, maybe not for me as well. And they have that, right? Right? Like, we're all allowed to choose who we want to invest with, who we want to do work with. But you always kind of want to have a good foot forward. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's you have to be morally correct, right, for yourself. Um, but also it's your reputation and that's, that goes a long way. Um, and then on like a personal level, right. It's about, I, I feel with everything that we, that we're looking to do with everything that we want to grow and just foster, we have to take time out of our day to like continue, you know, our, our own education, continue learning, continue finding new 
ways that um, could help you looking for different programs. You know, as an investor relations, a big part of it is being able to keep track of everyone, right? Like you want to, you want to make sure that you're, you're keeping your notes updated. Um, Mm -hmm. You, you know, an important thing, at least I know that, and I've, I've used all types of CRMs my whole entire life, but an important thing that I've always found is that, you know, people like to know when someone's birthday is. Because you want to send them a happy birthday or a card. Um, those little things are, are different. differentiating you, you from like a big company that maybe just doesn't really care. Right, right. Yeah, the little things for sure. I think people like just to be personable. People like to, people are human. We're all human. We all have a life and families and we have to relate with each other in a in a different way than just business, right? We have to take the little things like sending a thank you card or yeah happy birthday card or just checking up on how life is i love yeah how they're doing think, you know the right? real people those of us who are moms i think what we like is yeah. being um like a support system and having a community with moms who are going through the same things that we're going through yeah. you and i we shared a picture of our daughters putting crazy makeup all over their faces yeah. <laughs> something that just build a, a stronger relationship be- between us but i think have and have something it like relatable day right have, <laughs> my daughter did it, like the day before your daughter did like the day after we're just like wow like what is <laughs> what is going on and then the fact that our daughters share similar names you know along the same yeah. names and um things like that that that's that's what builds a team. At the end of the day, yeah. we're, we're trying to reach our deal, but like going towards something that's shiny is not really like the end price for me. Like what's going to be worthwhile is like, wow, how did we grow at the end of the day? How did I help my team out, my investors, you know? Yeah, no. And like you said, we're, we're right now, we're, we're building those teams um, that we hope to be with long-term, right? And if you... If you want to be with the team long term, you have to make sure that they they have the same like goals, the same morals, um, right? And kind of like to to re- reference back to like the conversation that we had yesterday, you know, when things start getting difficult, like you don't want to hate the people that you're working with. You don't want to be like, oh my god, I don't want to talk to this person. Now imagine if you are locked in a deal with a person like that for the next mm-hmm. like five to seven years, like that is a way to just not be happy and just be stressed for the rest of the year, like probably rest of the term. And nobody right. wants that. Nobody wants to live like not, that. Right. Um, it's uncomfortable. Exactly. And we were talking about this yesterday and I'm glad that we're, it's all transitioning over to today's conversation because it's, we're solving problems right now. The problems are only going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it'll it, all be it, solution driven. Yeah, and and have like creative solutions because it's not all gonna be like a one shoe fits all, right? Like it's you have to be able to like think on your toes and think outside the box, and sometimes even maybe like step back and allow others to like help you. Right, exactly, and that brings me into my other topic, Jahira, which is talking about embracing our uniqueness. So I think when we Start thinking about building our teams, taking manageable steps. It's all, they all correlate with each other. So we don't necessarily know how to bring value to our team, but I think 
when we figure out how to just focus on being ourselves and embracing our uniqueness and what we have to bring to the table with our experience, our skills. Can you share a little bit of how that's been for you? Yeah, no, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to like live in your truth um, because again, there is that, there is that sense of, you know, I don't want to disappoint someone. At least I've always thought that way. And like, I have such a big thing with like, about like, I just don't want to disappoint him. I don't want to like mess up. I don't, and I was a really great kid. <laughs> I didn't get into much problems, but you know, that fear was there that like, if I did something and I messed up, then I would let him down. And like, for me, letting that person down was way worse than them being angry at me. And I feel like that kind of trans like translated a bit into my adulthood where now, you know, I did decide to take this path and it is very different to what, what, you know, my family would have wanted or would have thought because they just don't, they just don't understand. They don't know. Right. They don't have the knowledge that we have now. Um, and part of my living in my truth now is partly educating them on what multifamily is, what it can do for you and it, the ability to be able to build that wealth, um, you know, and by living in my truth, I'm allowing them to see other, other avenues. I'm, I'm really kind of changing the trajectory in my family where my younger siblings, but I do have younger siblings, you know, they'll have, they'll know about this and they'll have the ability to be like, Hey, I want to learn more. You know, I have a little brother who is like eight years old. The knowledge that I can instill in him now, you know, he's going to have some, such a bigger opportunity than than like than I would have had uh growing up and I I don't know to me to me that's like that's like well worth mm -hmm. being in multifamily you know being able to, right. to change change the, the like the trajectory where my family is gonna go as well you know my daughter's gonna have to sacrifice a lot less than what I had to sacrifice and I've had to sacrifice a lot a lot less than what my family has had to sacrifice at the end of the day what brings us gratitude is how are we giving back and changing the trajectory of your family it's a big thing so I love what you're sharing with us thank you no yeah you know it's um it's different for us as first American like first gens here right we we just didn't have the knowledge that like now we do, we're getting that knowledge right and it's like yeah. Of course, there is people like with like five steps ahead of us. They had, they knew all this before we did. Right. Um, but now, now that we know it's like, we can just create this, like this abundance for like the people that come after us. Mm -hmm. um, right. I agree. And yeah. you know, I'm forever grateful that my parents decided to like come here. Um, and yeah, there, there is that that sense of like you want to make sure that you're successful so that their sacrifices aren't in vain mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but it's it's so amazing to know that i can forge my own path as well and that i'm still going to be successful like i had that conversation with my dad i was like i'm going to be wealthy in like the x amount of time like i'm going to be able to do everything that i know i want to do and i just kind of laid out my plans and you know his first kind of response was like a look of confusion like what right. like go back to school or something <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't know. I have a different vehicle to get there and that's right it might not be the traditional way mm -hmm. um 
but I know that this is this is like the way for myself. I know that this vehicle is going to take me where I want to go and I can see it already. And so part of that is, is being able to manifest that, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm very big on, unlike the way you are, is, you know, like I'm very big on karma. So the way you treat people is the way it kind of is going to come back to you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a sense of like, if you don't see it already, you're never going to like try to get there. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to see like the vision to to start making like you know to chip away at it really because it's like you have a boulder in front of you mm-hmm. and like you can imagine exactly what that boulder is supposed to be but until you start like chipping away at it and, and like taking pieces and sculpting and really getting into it yeah always going to be a boulder i know yeah and the expectations as well that are placed that we take on this yeah cultural expectation it's mm-hmm. hard sometimes wanting to pursue something that you know you have envisioned but it's almost like you want people to validate exactly what it is that you want to do and it makes it a little hard how has that been for you as far as your experience seeking validation you know I and I have to t- like attribute this to really becoming a mom because prior to becoming a mom, I felt like I did seek more validation from people. And like, as soon as I became a mom, like as soon as she was born, I knew I wanted to do things very differently than a lot of my family. And I mean, it was challenging. Oh my goodness. Even just like the first couple of months of her being born, like I, you know, I was doing research. I was reading on like how I wanted to parent. I was reading on how I wanted to introduce her foods, like everything. And I felt like I was just, it was explanation after explanation after explanation for all the decisions that I had made because my family and their culture was like, well, no, you're supposed to do it this way. You have to do this. You're supposed to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, the science tells me this. Mm-hmm. And this is what the research has shown that it's good and beneficial for the child. Um, so like through that experience, I have kind of stopped seeking specifically my family's validation um and outside like outside of like myself and my partner's validation um because part of it is yeah it can be done that way but it could also be done this way and i'm sure someone else will come up with something in a couple of years that's probably better than what i did um but you know the moment that you kind of start letting go of like needing like and i and i and i mean like completely needing validation um it is liberating because Mm -hmm. and i think we we talked about it before i mentioned another book that i read that was like um how not to give an f i'm not going to say the word um you know just (laughs) play but you know that book really opened my eyes where it was like you can care about what people think like that's totally okay um it's a matter about like what are you going to give your energy to right um if someone doesn't like what I'm wearing today, okay. Like you're you're not wearing it. You don't have to see it the whole day, right? Like I like it. I'm wearing it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but if like someone were to like hurt my mom, um, I care about that. Like I'm gonna go like full blown like maniac probably because that's my mom, you know. But like it's about choosing like what really matters to you, and then the rest kind of just like rolling it off your shoulders. Right. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, someone can say something, but is it worth energy? Yeah. Is it worth that energy? Like, you're at work. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, and you're allowing people to deplete you for, for what? Um, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, I, when I was younger, like I, I was very much like, oh, if someone hurt me or anything, like I was very grudge. Like I would hold the grudge and I would be like, I know what you did. Um, and it's funny because I just had this conversation with a couple of my, of my friends here at, at, at the nonprofit. And we were talking about how like, you know, like when we were younger, we cared so much um, enough to like put ourselves in situations that like were in. And I mean, like some of the stories that I heard you say, I was just like, wow, I thought I was crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's just, it's very liberating to stop caring about what other people think about you, about like their opinions. Um, mm-hmm. And as long as you're not hurting anyone else, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of like, all right, it is what it is. You're unhappy with that. That's fine. Like, I'm not gonna, not gonna hold on to that. Um, a big thing my mom used to say to me when I was younger Especially when, like, and I, we probably can all relate to this, but, like, when your heart, like, when you get your heart broken for the first time, right, you're, like, so upset. And mom, mom hated seeing me upset. I was, I was her baby. I'm still her baby to this day. But she'd be, like, you're going to have to let go of that, those emotions, you know? You're going to have to really just let them go because they're not hurting the other person. They're hurting you. Mm, yeah. Your anger, your sadness, your That's grief. Right. Like, mm-hmm. the only person that it's poisoning is yourself. That other person's probably all going on with their life like you don't even exist anymore and, and it's true sometimes people say things to you and it's like the moment that they said it they don't even care anymore they like forgot already like right. they're on to the next person that's like they're gonna go say something to or like comment on and if you leave that there if you're fostering those emotions if you're like watering that then that continues to grow mm-hmm. so you know when people when i tell people what i'm doing Mm-hmm. And they're like, aren't you afraid of X, Y, and Z? Or aren't you like, it's like, cool, you said that, but I don't have to allow myself to continue to like, like let that grow within me. Because if I allow you to feed the little voice that we all have in our head, right? That little mm-hmm. stomped out voice that we have, if I allow you to feed that, it's going to grow and grow to a point where it could paralyze me to not want to continue doing what I want to do. Yeah. Right. And now I kind of put it in the perspective where my vision is so much more bigger than that self-doubt. Hmm. So I'm feeding that now. <laughs> yeah, you definitely become what you focus on. Like if you want to focus on scarcity, negativity and what everybody else thinks of you, mm-hmm. that does paralyze you. Like it doesn't help you grow and it doesn't help anyone really. Because yeah. And you said it, scarcity mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I've come across people that are like that. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. remember a gentleman just kind of being like, oh, this model doesn't work because of this. And I'm just going to stay in my, like, um, what are they called? Oh, my God. I, I'm blanking. The flips? Uh, flips? Mm-hmm. Yes. I know it's like two words. Mm-hmm. Fixing and flipping. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot that. But... <laughs> It's like, I'm just going to like stay in this because it's more profitable for me. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, if you want to do all the work, if you want to be the only person in the deal um, and you want to do that, then yeah, that, that could be valuable for you. Like that you, you're trading your time and your expertise to do that. And you feel like that's enough for you. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm going to have a different mindset. I'm not going to have that scarcity mindset where, mm-hmm. you know, that person was really just looking to like everything had to be him right yeah. like he wanted to be yeah. the hand in every pocket right whereas with multifamily it's really it's like a, it's team effort mm-hmm. you want to find your team and you're you're making money with people not yeah. just with yourself yeah um so if i find someone that is 
10 times better at say like underwriting than I could possibly be, mm-hmm. then I'm going to team up with that person because they're going to be my strong suit, right? They're going to take where I feel like I may be weak. I see their strength and they're complimenting me. Maybe that person doesn't like to talk to people. Maybe that person doesn't want to go out there and network, but I could do that, right? Yeah. So that's where I can, you know, give that strength. And that underwriter, investor relations, put them together, you know, that's a team in itself. Right. Um, and obviously there's more team members, but, you know, that's just like an example to say, I rather win with a group of people mm-hmm. than like struggle by myself. Yeah. That's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, you could do things by yourself, but you're going to struggle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I like what you said about reading because reading for me has been, I've become, I've learned to love reading at this point versus even a few years ago where I, I, I didn't enjoy it as much. Now I love to read because I love learning. Like it's just getting out of that fixed mindset, right? A lot of people are just set in their fixed mindset and if they're happy where they are and even if they're not happy like if they're set in their mind that they just want to keep doing life the way it's been going like that's that's fine but for those of us that know that there's more to learn and that there's always something new to learn even if it comes from I mean it may come from a book may come from someone new that you meet we want to keep pursuing that so how do you grow your mindset so like you said, reading, reading mm-hmm. is a big one and just actively like seeking that knowledge. Um, interestingly enough, I just heard uh, one of, and I, and I, they didn't say it directly. It was one of, um, one of the people from MFM. Um, they're like, you know, I use Audible to, to like read my books and I'm listening to my book while I'm doing laundry while I'm cleaning and I'm just like wow that's actually really smart I could probably get more pages down that way yeah um I'm gonna start doing that because I'm just trying to find more ways where I can you know grasp more knowledge um and fit it in my day right because as moms we're juggling so much like mm-hmm. let's be honest as parents in general because you know let's not you know dad's with dad that's present and that's there same struggle, you know, they're trying to be present. Um, we're trying to be present for our children, mm-hmm. educate them, um, feed them healthy, show them that we're exercising, show them a good lifestyle. We're, we're trying to be the, the best role models we can be. Um, so it can be challenging. Uh, but additionally, and one of the things that I feel like really kind of helped me shift my mind was that I made the active decision to unfollow a lot of friends, uh, some family, uh, definitely like a lot of celebrities that I was like just consuming really on social media. Um, And I did that purposely. Like I I unfollowed like everything, even like art pages, um, you know, music pages, things that I was that you would just interesting because like everyone knows like anything now you kind of just like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my like God. you clean your emptied my door. <laughs> you clean your house. You got to clean your social media accounts. <laughs> that is so true. And you know what? It has helped because I did that. And then I made the active decision that if I follow anyone, it was only going to be if they could add value to where I want to go, not where I am yeah. and where I want to go. 
right? It's the same concept with like surrounding yourself with like the people that then you want to be with, like where you want to be, like you want to surround yourself around like-minded people or people who are five step ahead of you because yeah, who you're surrounding yourself is who you become. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing with social media. Like what you're consuming is what you're becoming. Yeah. And so a big part of that was unfollowing a lot of things that I just I'm not adding to my life. That is you know, there were if anything, it was it was clouding my mind. It wasn't okay. like doing anything for me. Right. Um so that was one thing. And actively following people that mm-hmm. were throwing gems out there, sharing their wisdom, sharing their experiences and just having that constant reminder yeah that like someone is doing what you want to do so you can too and that is you um yeah and part of that is also taking the time to like take care of myself you know um Mm -hmm. just taking a break doing something that i enjoy maybe going to to like garden and walking around um even and i as Crazy as it sounds, um, going to like a park with my daughter. You know, I went with her the other night. We went like at seven when it was like still light out, but you knew that the sun wasn't going to set like in like an hour. And I was like, we're just going to go and play and, you know, just disconnecting from everything else mm-hmm. and being really present and allowing myself to have, you know, that time with her and also kind of like allowing myself to feel like a child again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, of going on the playground, having fun, mm-hmm. watching her have fun, enjoying that. Right. Um, I think so great help too because yeah, as much as you want to like learn a lot, you also have to take moments to like just be, just exist. Like right, just have to exist sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I kind of like balance it out. Yeah, I agree. I think being intentional with how you spend your time, who you're following, everything that you're saying, all of these things, like at where we are in our journey right now is so important to remember that which goes back it it goes back to the main topic taking manageable steps like those are Mm -hmm. steps that you can start taking those little steps the little things that you do and the changes the small changes that you do in your everyday life they 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 end up compounding to allowing you to keep growing and fostering and nurturing who you really want to become and then it helps you recognize who you want to be around and who you you do not want to be around (laughs) and I think it's totally fair like to to really sit there and say like okay maybe maybe this person doesn't add value to my life anymore and it's not that you're like you're cutting people off it's just that you're outgrowing sometimes and that's okay that is okay that's okay that is true yeah Definitely. And I think that we don't we don't get told that a lot because we have that mentality that mentality like loyalty is everything and yes, you want to be loyal, but mm-hmm. people grow Absolutely. and you know mm-hmm. but you don't know people are also gonna grow. Yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't stop. The time we're not for anyone, really. Yeah, we're all constantly evolving. Yeah. Jahira, I am so glad that you shared your time with us today. I know you're a busy mom. I know your time is important, but I'm so glad that we connected. I'm so glad that I get to have people who have a vision and a passion, really just a big mission behind everything that they do. You shared that with me with your philanthropy mission behind what you want to do. And that's worth 
talking about. So I am so glad that you shared everything that you shared with us today. Anything else that you want to say before we wrap this up? Yeah, you know, just to kind of like uh, wrap it up. And I and I did mention it earlier, but you know, as first generation, mm-hmm. you know, our parents did sacrifice to come here, and that's great because. You know, their sacrifice means that we sacrifice a little less, but it also means that the people that are coming before, like after us, are going to sacrifice less and less. And just to a point where we do have the opportunity. And sometimes it does feel like like the world is on your shoulders because you don't want to fail, right? You don't want to like, you don't you don't want to disappoint, really. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you're already ahead. Mm-hmm. We're already ahead, and we're just going to continue doing that for the generations that come that's true so our journey might look different but our journey is still beautiful it is so embrace yep. that journey let's embrace it oh i love that that is a perfect note to finish <laughs> thank you so much for your time oh, uh, thank I, you i look forward to seeing you grow in this journey of multifamily investing thank you and you as well you know i see everything that you're doing and it's i am always inspired so thank you (laughs) thank you thank you for listening to the real deal podcast with me wendy acosta i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own life and business if you like this podcast please remember to subscribe rate and review it on your favorite platform it really helps me reach more people and share my message You can also follow me on social media and visit my website for more resources and tips on how to become a successful real estate leader. Until next time, remember you are the real deal and you have what it takes to achieve your goals. Stay positive, stay focused, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Wendy Acosta Real Deal Podcast. Bye for now.